church, we are committed, like I said, to pray for you all year long. And I do have to share a little funny story. There's, there's a little uh, clip that can go up to remind you. Does anyone remember? I think it was 2021. I had talked about our importance of having our PPE. And at that time, everybody was talking about protection, and PPE was protection. And, and I had said, well, we can call it park and pray every day. Does anyone remember that? Well, my son sure does. And he was going into, from kindergarten to grade one that year, and that kid, every time we drive by a school, mom, PPE. And so we got to pull over and we got to pray. Sometimes I go really fast, hoping we don't, not in a school zone, but I hope that he doesn't know we're coming close to a school zone. But I think it was a good lesson for me to really uh, practice what I preach because he has held me accountable. I just thought it was cute, a good reminder when you see a school zone, just send a prayer. Send a prayer to that school. It helps. All right. I think that was a funnier story in my mind. I think you have to be in my car when my kid is yelling at me. <laughs> okay. So we really do, though, need to be purposefully praying for our kids and for schools and for teachers. Um, if you go uh, to this church, you are connected to a student. If you're a parent, you obviously are. If you're a teacher, you obviously are. But if you're in this church, we are connected, and we are connected to young people. So this is a message uh, for everyone, and I'm hoping that it's going to uh, inspire us to really pick up the cause this year, to really, really pray. Um, so let's just, let's just open in prayer right now. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I'm just so grateful. I'm so honored again that we can uh, have this service, God, that we can stand as a body to say our kids matter, and they are important, and we will support them. So, Father, I just pray that my words right now would just be clear, that they would be your words, God, and I pray that uh, my heart's prayer would that that today we'd be um, just moved to praying, that we'd start a prayer movement in this church, Father God. And I just, I just ask you come to settle on me, to settle on all of us, and um, give us eyes to, to see and hearts to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So if I was going to title this message this morning, I think I would call it Eyes Open knees on the floor. I want to bring an awareness to everybody today to some serious subjects, but I also want to then empower us, give us some tools that are going to bring mass destruction to the enemy's camp. Does that sound good? Okay, I'm all about bringing that guy down and releasing people to freedom. So if you have never thought about the fact that Satan is after young people, may this be your eye-opener. If you have never known how to respond to the fact that Satan is after young, this generation, may you drop to your knees in prayer. Is it okay if we get real today? Okay. I'm going to read a quote. I'm going I'm to bring us down a bit, and then I'm going to bring us up. So bear with me. I want to read a quote from an article in the Pediatric Mental Health Magazine. This was written by Ken Terry on March 15, 2023. It says, according to a study in JAMA Pediatrics, 
rates of anxiety and depression in children ages 3 to 17 increased by 29% and 27% respectively from 2016 to 2020. The average number of weekly visits to emergency departments for adolescents suspected suicide attempts was 39% higher in winter of 2021 than in winter 2020, 39% higher. The CDC had documented in a 2021 survey of U.S. high school students found that 30% of girls said they would seriously consider attempting suicide, which was double the rate among boys and up almost 60% from a decade ago. It's kind of staggering. I believe these are state statistics, but I believe Canada, we're usually not too far off from those same statistics. However, I wanted to know more specifics. I wanted to know what actually is a young person in 2023 facing today? What are their struggles? So I have compiled a list here in my research of what grade one to first year university students feel is their biggest concern or fear for 2023. So I'm going to read it to you and it kind of goes from the youngest to the oldest. I'm sure you'll figure that out quickly because the first one is afraid of the dark, right? Second one is a variety of animals. We had many in this list of spiders, baboons, wolves, many animals. Then it went to afraid of clowns. And then we jumped to death, dying too early. I'm afraid of sin. School, I'm afraid I'm going to fail a class. I have too much homework. I'm afraid I'm not going to wake up on time for school. That's, that's real. <laughs> Sports, I'm not sure if I'll make the team. It's my final year. What happens after high school? I'm afraid of losing a loved one or a friend. I'm afraid my grandparents or my mom and dad will die. Sickness. Could something worse than COVID-19 come? Being yelled at for things I didn't do. Losing my faith. Will God leave me? I'm concerned if I'll go to heaven or not. I'm concerned I may walk away from God when I'm pressed. Some part of me questions Christianity, and I fear that someday I will not believe. Going under the wrong influence from friends, drugs, alcohol, or somebody else's beliefs. Depression and anxiety. I'm struggling with my own mental health and others around me. I'm afraid of judgment, the fear of people judging me based on my past mistakes or my current struggles. I fear I won't stay calm. I'm afraid I won't have any friends and I won't connect with new people I meet. Climate change, the cost of living and inflation, the effects of pornography on our society, censorship, and the loss of intelligence in our society. So out of this long list, I added them all up, 
And the most popular answer from the youngest to the oldest was death. Afraid of dying young or somebody they loved would die. The number two is what I'm calling losing my faith. It was the uncertainty of God's love and their ability to stay a believer. And number three, believe it or not, from the littlest to the oldest was the fear of dark. And you know, when I think of the dark, sometimes I think that's not just the lights out. I think sometimes that's spiritual darkness too that can attack our kids. So I don't know about you guys. I was a teenager in the early 90s. And I didn't have a Christ-filled experience until I was end of grade 11, around there. So, I mean, I have my share bit of stuff too, right? (laughs) But I don't think I was even aware of half of what was on this list. And I bet some of you are thinking right now, oh, this is probably another statistic from the States with kids that have real problems. Did anyone think that as I was reading the list? No? Okay. Well, I want to let you know that this... I sent out a request asking for the top three fears and concerns, and I got anonymous replies, and this list comes solely from our kids at this church. Let that sink in. These are the normal fears and concerns that our children, Christian kids, deal with today. This should alarm us. A little bit. This should stir us to anger. Please, not at your kids. I really, really want to stress, please don't go ask your kids, what did you put on that list? I have no idea. They probably don't even remember anymore. It was a while ago. Um, And I really want to, their trust with me to be anonymous was really important. That wasn't the purpose to alarm anyone. It's to wake us up, okay? Okay. We need to be angry, but we need to be angry at the one who's hurting our kids. Okay? He came to steal, kill, and destroy. But we say no. No in Jesus' name. But first, we need to know what they're dealing with so that we as people who love and protect and support children know how to pray. I did do another research on the internet Um, Because I was curious the difference of more secular kids um, and their concerns. So this came from an internet search for youth in 2023. Um, Not necessarily Christian kids, but some of the answers would be. And I think they're worth mentioning because we don't know what we don't know, right? If we're not aware, we're not effective prayer people. We need to know. A Christian who has their head in their sand is no good in battle. We need to see the game. We need to know the game plan. So I'm sharing this to bring that awareness. Um, So what the general populace of youth between the ages of 11 and 18 said their biggest fears for 2023, much shorter uh, list, was being bullied, cyberbullying, and social media. Feeling like they don't know who they are. That was one of the top three answers. Parents divorcing. Parents in jail, being kidnapped and sex trafficked. Never even thought of that. Not being able to get a job, paying for university, 
accidentally overdosing because fentanyl and opiates are now laced in street drugs and nothing is safe anymore. So that was a huge concern. Getting pregnant. Self-harm will take over me. Friends and parents dying. Uh, eating disorders. My parents' drinking is out of control. I'm going to be taken away from my family. Someone I know or myself will commit suicide. What gender should I be? Will my family and church reject me if I'm gay? I don't know if I believe in God. That was a, a list I got from the internet. So hear me this morning. The list, the concerns, they're not the issue, right? Every generation now and from decades past has had issues and struggles and things specific to that generation. It's not new news. However, I do feel a heightened sense of alarm for this generation and generations to come. And maybe the alarm really is we need to pray. Okay? So, I don't want my message to be doom and gloom. I'm going to end that part now. I now want to give us the proper response as a believer on what we can do. I want to open your eyes and drop us to our knees. It's time we know how to pray. There is so much power in prayer. We need to pick up our weapons and fight for this generation like never before. So if you want to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. I'm just going to read it out loud. It says, When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. So Pastor Brett actually shared the scripture with me earlier um, last week, I think. And I was like, yeah, it sounds great. But when I started reading it, I had no idea that God would really just blow open what this meant. Um, it's a familiar passage, but it became so clear to me that it is the answer to what this generation needs and what we need to do. Right there in verse 1, fall on your knees and pray to the Father. He's telling us, we got to do this. If we want to see spiritual growth in our kids in this generation, ourselves, we need to pray purposefully and passionately. 
because he has unlimited resources in verse 16. He will empower you with inner strength. I love it. It goes both ways. If we say yes to this call, he's going to empower you with inner strength. But at the same time, as we're doing that, it starts to empower our youth with inner strength. So I want to break down. I want you guys to have three simple points of prayer that you can take home and tangibly say, these are the three things Pastor Mandy said that I can pray for, for our youth right now, okay? So the number one is we need to pray that they know the love of God. Verse 18 and 19, I'm going to just read it again. That you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to fully understand, but then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. When we pray, I don't know how biblical this is, but this is how I picture it. When I pray, I picture that it freezes the enemy. All of a sudden, his rejection and lies is frozen so that the Spirit of God is released to love on people. Maybe that's, that's just my head. That's how I picture it. Um, but I know that God is promising that we will know how deep and wide his love is if we fall on our knees and intercede for this generation. If we're willing to take some spiritual blows for them, if we're willing to show the love of God to them, because guys, we can't just tell them God loves them. Did it work for you? No, we need to be shown God loves you. Um, and he's going to use us to do that. He's going to use whoever is willing. But we need to be willing to love on young people where they're at right now, with no agenda other than love. Because his word cannot lie. Pray this scripture over them and for them. Stand in the gap. All people need to know and experience the tangible love of God, and especially our young people. His love is what compels us to love others, and it is what breaks every chain. His love is what takes us from where we are today and moves us towards growth and empowerment in Jesus we have nothing if we don't have love. Okay, so number one, love. We got to pray the love of God. Point number two, we need to pray the power of protection in their lives. Amen. Church, we are dressed, we are adorned, we are commissioned with authority in Christ Jesus. If you know you are a child of God and that his word is true, then you know he means what he says in Isaiah 61.1. From the Amplified Version, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me 
to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom to prisoners. Those lists that I read, they're a prison. Our kids can become prisoners, but thanks be to God, we have the authority to set them free. We also get to teach them their authority to set themselves free. So pray, declare freedom from fear and the things that break their hearts and keep them up at night. Bind demons in Jesus' name and send them away. Come on, church, we can't lose this war. We can't. Our kids are counting on us. Whether they realize that or not, it is the church's job to pray protection over the generation coming up. Amen? Amen. And I'm going to say as a parent, we need your help. We need your help. You know, I really wasn't planning this type of message at all. Before I felt the Lord lead me to ask our kids what their biggest fears and concerns are, I was going to keep this really light and fun. But when I read their responses, I broke. And I knew I had an assignment from Jesus to wake us up. And for those families today who know exactly what I'm talking about, if you've ever felt alone in this battle, I'm sorry. But we're awake now. We are here, and our eyes are open, and we're going to be moved to pray. So the third power point of prayer that I want to give you, one was love, second was protection, and the third is my favorite, the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.19 says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all of the fullness of life and power that comes from God. That life and power is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We need to pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit for this generation. Pray that these kids are radically changed, radically experience the real move of of the Holy Spirit. Not just a touch, but a complete Holy Ghost fire baptism. Okay? They are empty. And I know the enemy will fill them. He will fill them with lies, self-hatred, fear. But the Holy Spirit will fill them with power, love, peace, and a sound mind. He's going to give them spiritual gifts, new abilities to hear his voice to pray in another language and to take their own authority over the enemy and they begin to pray for their friends and family. 
friends, we might actually have a revival. Please don't ever, ever say, I don't know what to pray for. Pray these three simple things that have extraordinary life-changing results. Father, love them as only you can. Protect them from every attack of the enemy. And Holy Spirit, fill them to overflowing today in Jesus' name. That took about 12 seconds. We can do that. God will give you more. We need to intercede for them. All right, I'm giving Tim a hand signal. Church, there are young people sitting in the service today. Don't, don't look at them. <laughs> but they are wanting a real encounter with God who knows them and relates to them, to their every thought, to their every action. This is a generation who does not want to be told what to believe. They want to experience the Christian life that we say is so good. It starts with us praying. We need to pray for them. We need to buffer the attacks they come against on a daily basis. We can't just wait for Backpack Sunday each year to remember our kids and our teachers and our support staff. This is a mandate from Jesus. Will you accept his call today? Eyes open and on your knees. I believe we're ready. So I have asked our teachers to bring our kids back into the service this morning. And I just want to enter. Maybe our, our worship team could come up and be ready now. Um, I want us to be a shield this morning. So I want to ask everybody, if you're able, please stand. Let's be a shield symbolically for our kids. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. <laughs> we got to be a little patient. Kids have their own um, time frame. Come on in, guys. Come right up to the front. Don't be afraid. We love you. We're going to bless you this morning. Woohoo! They're all like, what is going on, Pastor Mandy? What are you doing? Come on in. Bring those backpacks up. Here they come. We should have some little ones coming in soon, too. Miss Charity's class, here they come. Woohoo. So you guys, you can look at me, you can look out there, you can close your eyes. We just want to pray for you guys today. Is that okay? Yeah. And teachers, if you want to just stay nearby so they know you're with them. Come on in. Yeah, if she needs you to hold her. There we go. Come on up, guys. Welcome back. We are standing because we love you, and we know 
that there's a battle and we're going to fight for you guys. We're going to be a shield and protect you. So I just want to speak right now. I know that there's other young people in here. I know grade nine and up is sitting in this service. So I want to just come against all embarrassment, pride, shame. We tell you to leave this building right now in Jesus' name. We're going to pray for these guys, then we're going to let them go back to the class, and then we're going to open the altar for everyone else. And I mean grade nine and up, okay? But all right, guys, we're all going to put our hands out like this, and we're going to pray for you this morning. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if you, here's a good thing to do, with our hands are like this, if you put your hands like this, this is receiver mode. Do you want a gift this morning? You got to put your hands out to get one, right? Just like that, yes. It's your birthday today? Happy birthday. Wow. Woo. <laughs> Do I have the best job or what? <laughs> All right. Let's pray, you guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. God, we know you love kids. You love your children, God, from all ages. And God, we know that you are fierce about their protection. That God, you stand before them, Lord, and you protect them. And so God, as a church this morning, we are saying we will stand. We will stand as a guard and a shield to protect our kids. Father, we come against every plan of all those bad guys that want to hurt our kids in Jesus' name. And we say no more in Jesus' name. We stand united and we declare they will prosper. They will flourish. They will live. They will be filled with the Holy Spirit. They will share the gospel with others. They will succeed in Jesus' name. So God, I just pray a hedge of protection over every single one of them right now. Father God, I pray that your love would just cover, cover them. Cover them in their homes. Cover them at school. Cover them in their uh, bedrooms at night. We tell every bad guy of fear, you got to go in Jesus' name. And we just declare that they, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is power, peace, love, and a sound mind in Jesus' name. And Father, right now, I just ask, I just ask, Holy Spirit, would you just come and rain down on them? Rain down on them right now. They're ready to receive God. Rain down on them. Fill every single one. Every single one of them, all of them that I can't reach, Lord, fill them right now to overflowing in the Holy Spirit. Father, let there be a, a revival in our youth, Lord God, that starts in pre-K, God. Let it, let it just bobble up out of them now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fill them, Lord. Fill them. Fill them, God. Just fill them, God. God, we give them back to you, God, because... We don't know how to do it right. So we say, Lord, you love them so much. We put them in your hands and we say, teach us. Teach us how to love and protect our kids the best way we can. But we know they're safe in your hands, Jesus. So just bless them, Lord. Just let your spirit move across them right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody said?
Amen. Thank you, guys. Woo! All right, you can go back to your class. So parents still, when we dismiss, we'll pick up from class. Hey, buddy. Love you. Okay, go. Go on. Go with Miss Haley. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh, they are so great. So great. All right. Well, I just want to end. I think we'll end with worship. And if anybody, anybody today just felt a nudge from the Holy Spirit that you need to respond in any way, we have a prayer team. They're going to come up right now. Uh, Youth, I encourage you, get prayer. If it's not here, call one of us. Okay? We want to protect you. We don't need to know anything. Just say, I need prayer. That's all we need to hear. I'll email that to me, Pastor Phil, to Pastor Brett. That's all we need to know, and we will pray, okay? But so with our prayer team up here, if anyone wants to respond this morning, he loves us. The Holy Spirit, he sees us all as children, right? We're all his children. So if you just need a touch from the Father, please come up. All right, amen.